Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, great to be with you. Uh, Last year, we were down at the state capitol, and this was totally not planned, but it was kind of crazy. We were fighting this kind of radical abortion bill, and we'd been down there. I testified one morning until 4.30 in the morning, and then, of course— they always interrupt my spring break with these bills. And so my wife and I testified on the next round of bills, like while we were on our spring break remotely. But again, we stayed up till like 4.35 in the morning. And because there's so much opposition to these radical abortion bills. So yes, the kind of pro-abortionists win during the election cycle. But when it comes to the issue, absolutely down at the state capitol, it is like nine to one opposition to these bills in favor of it so then it goes to the floor of the house and a number of great representatives many of whom got faith family and freedom awards in fact i think all of them did and we that's an award we give away at the western conservative summit to legislators that stand for faith family and freedom and they led this like 24-hour filibuster i mean it's going late into the night they're passionately trying to fight to defend the sanctity of life and and make their voices heard. And even though they lost, they they forced this thing into the media. I mean, it became one of the longest filibusters in state history. Well, we had planned this kind of rally at the state capitol to be in support of them. Well, it, it happened to dovetail just totally by providence with the end of this filibuster. And so right at the end of the filibuster, these lawmakers that had been up for 24 hours, way longer than that, hardly walking, Right, exhausted, walk out of the steps of the capital to, capital to hundreds of people cheering them. It was beautiful. And some of them tears in their eyes because the pro-life community had shown up to argue on behalf of the sanctity of life. Even though we lost, we did not go down without a fight. And that same thing is happening again. And so we've got these three bills and on the line with us is Brittany Vesley and Rose Puglisi. Brittany represents the Catholic Conference and Rose Puglisi, El Paso County, House District 14. So, Brittany, what these bills have been heard. There's been committee meetings, and you were down there. You were part of them. And I hope you're okay with me saying this. You're 30 weeks pregnant. This is a passionate heart commitment for you. There's There are two people there. You're, you're representing two people fighting against these uh, abortion bills. But what was it like down at the state capitol? And what, what did you hear coming out of these committees the last few weeks? Oh, thank you, Jeff. And you know what's interesting with that description you gave for Rhea last year? We saw exactly the same thing this year where the bill was introduced. Rhea was introduced on Thursday night slated immediately the following Wednesday. So it was shoved down Colorado's throat before they even had a chance to respond or to know what was happening. And we were able to pull together a rally within two weeks that brought a 1,000 people to the Capitol at the filibuster, as you mentioned. Again, this year, on March 9th, the bill, this package of three bills was introduced. It was slated immediately six days later, which is unheard of. And it shows that these pro-abortion lawmakers know that Coloradans do not want to be this extreme on abortion. The data shows that the majority of Coloradans do not want unrestricted abortion access. And that's exactly what Rhea did. And it's what these three bills continue to do. And over the last two weeks since the bills were introduced, I think the pro-abortion lawmakers were surprised at the response from Coloradans across the state 
certainly from pregnancy centers. Over 16 pregnancy centers came to the Capitol this week for the first time ever. Many of them are not political at all, which is beautiful because it's it's not part of their ministry. They're there to serve the community. They're there to serve women. Planned Parenthood is always there with your abortion lobby. Cobalt, Planned Parenthood, Calor, the pro-abortion lobby is very strong. As you said, these bills are written by their lawyers, uh, whereas our side is out helping women in serving the community. And that's why, uh, as you asked, Jeff, the fight that happened in these committees was so important. We were able to get some important amendments onto these bills, but they're still so bad. And the overall, I think one of the most telling things is when we were at the Capitol uh, this this week with the pregnancy centers, um, the pregnancy centers were there in full force. There's over 60 of us there in blue and pink shirts in the galleries ready for introductions. Thank you so much, Representative Puglisi, because you gave us a great introduction on the House side, being preparing for the bills to move over to the House this week. And then... It, the bill that was supposed to be heard, Senate Bill 190, that dealt with the quote-unquote deceptive practices of anti-abortion centers, was pushed all the way down to the, to the evening. So many of these centers that came up from across the state, from the Western Slope, from down south, many of them drove five hours to even get to the Capitol to be there and speak with these lawmakers who did not give them the time of day. The pro-abortion lawmakers did not give them the time of day. Uh, Representative Puglisi and, and House leaders. House Minority Leadership, the Republicans in the House, definitely came out and shook hands and got to know the pregnancy centers, which is wonderful. That was not what we heard from the Democrat senators who were about to argue this bill. And as soon as the sponsors got up, uh, Senator Marchman, Senator Winter completely slandered the pregnancy centers Mm -hmm. at 7 o'clock at night the same day. talking about how they target women, that they're anti-abortion simply. And all of this, I mean, I think that Senator Kirkmeyer, Senator Smallwood, Senator Lundin, and the other Republican senators did such a good job in uh, uh, putting forth amendments that could help the still kill, help even correct some of the the blatant First Amendment violations, like singling out pregnancy centers when abortion centers do the exact same time of advertising. And time and time again, the slander continued, the misrepresentation, and they didn't even give the pregnancy centers the time of day. And that's just on one bill. We had the same type of fight in both uh, of the other bills as two and 188 and 189 as well. And when we get over to the House, the fight will continue. And Representative Puglisi, who's on this call, is going to be leading that. So thank you so much for your work, Representative. Representative Rose Puglisi is from El Paso County, District 14. So Rose... Uh, what is it like to be a conservative down at the state capitol now and these fights on issues like parental rights and the sanctity of life? I even asked Mike Lynch this, who's the House Minority Leader. How do you get up and out of bed with these just like overwhelming numbers and you're just this kind of lone voice and it's so hard to get our issues through? But tell us about those issues and, and just kind of your spirit being down there at the state capitol right now. Oh, thanks, Jeff. And, and a huge thank you again for, for Brittany um, and all those pregnancy centers. It was really just amazing um, to have them here. So, you know, I have really been struggling. I mean, with the it's, it's more than government overreach. It's like taking our children away from parents, literally bills that are cutting parents out of the conversation. Um, we debated on Friday and 
you know, some of these bills don't get as much attention um, as, they, as they should and need to. But just this assault on parental rights, this, um, this session, and we're seeing it in the abortion bills as well. But, you know, even on Friday where, um, you know, those mental health assessments in schools where a parent can opt your child out and your 12-year-old can override your opt-out. They can say, hey, mom and dad, I don't want to listen to you. Um, I am going to do this with the school. And by the way, you're just not involved in my medical decision at the age of 12. And I will say I've got 11 over almost 12 year old who is um, probably as strong as her mama is. But she is in no position to make these these important decisions. And we see that in these abortion conversations. A lot of these these young women are scared and they need nurturing and help and options and conversations. And they're being completely cut off from options like pregnancy centers from their parents. I mean, this is just a level of extreme that Coloradans really need to know about because it is going too far, way too far for Colorado. And it's hurting people as well. So, you know, you look at the shooting that happened in East High School just this past week and and the heartbreak that's taking there. And, and one comment from a parent is, look at the world we have left our children, right? Like it is, look at this. Just look at the world we have left our children. And you know this, Rose. I know this. Brittany knows this. We're, we go down to the state capitol and we advocate for what is tried and true. That's kind of really the conservative worldview, right? That we inherit from history what works. And we, we stake our claim on it, right? So a mom and a dad in a committed monogamous relationship pouring into their children, male and female attributes, parents involved in the education of their children, limited government. We know that that works and it leads to a flourishing community. And we watch the left just systematically destroy that, right? And we try to prevent, pre- present these ideas. We go, no, 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 let's go back to parents being involved in their children's education. Like you should not be having a mental health evaluation without me knowing it. And I have children that age. I know they go through like crazy mood swings some days. And it's just like, yeah, that's, and I was a middle school youth pastor for years. I know what these kids are like. And the idea that they can make like healthy decisions without their parents, it's just crazy. And, And so Rose, we only got about a minute here before the end of the segment. So, I mean, how do you, I guess you just sit there and you you make your voice heard, but you know that they're putting into law and practice things that are going to harm this community, right? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'd be lying if I said it it doesn't weigh on me. Um, We have a pastor that roams the halls, and I asked him, I said, will you come every morning and pray with me? Mm -hmm. Um, We have prayer groups for for all of our legislators across the state, and and those are so helpful because we actually do feel it within the Capitol walls that people are here to pray for us and support us. Um, And we all know, right, we are here at this time for a certain reason. God put the 19 of us together here, and and I believe in that, and I believe in His plan, and so it is legitimately the only thing that gets me out of bed some mornings. But I know I'm here to serve a purpose, and I will serve that purpose for his glory. Rose Puglisi, representing House District 14, El Paso County. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to continue to be praying for all of you. And thank you for being a bold voice for faith, family, and freedom. I think she'll probably be getting another award this year. Friends, you're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We'll be right back after these messages. 